We're turning in our Bibles, please, uh, to the book of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, and the chapter 14, the book of Proverbs, it's the book found after the Psalms, and we're turning to the verse 14, and we're going to read one verse this evening only, uh, one verse from Proverbs, it's the verse 12. I would like to speak to you under the title, Who Told You That? Who Told You That? Uh, Proverbs chapter 14 and the verse 12. And this is what it says in God's word here. It says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. There is a way which seemeth right Unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Just this week, there was a strange note that was dropped into our letterbox at home. It was a handwritten note asking to buy our house. Now, we very quickly figured out that this note uh, contained false information, and it was a scam, and we very quickly did away with the note. But I wonder, have you ever fallen victim to false information? There's many scammers now phoning, pretending to be someone they aren't, and they're trying to get personal information off you, and maybe even try to fool you into giving your hard-earned money away to them. But I wonder, have you ever fallen victim to false information? There's a story told about a mum and her baby. And they were traveling in the train in North America. And during the winter months, this was during the winter months many years ago, and there was a terrible storm blowing and snow covered the ground. And as the train progressed, it went very slowly because there was ice on the rails. There was a snow plow on the front of the train to clear the way. And the woman, as she traveled with her baby on the train, she was extremely nervous. And she was frightened for her child. She didn't want anything bad to happen. And she was to meet her friends at a particular stop, at a particular station. And she said to the guard, Will you be sure to let me know the right place to get off? And the guard said, Certainly, just you sit where you are. And when the right time comes, I'll come and I'll get you and I'll let you know where you have to get off. Well, there was a businessman who was sitting close by and he travelled on this train journey quite often. And he leaned over to the lady and he said, pardon me, but I see you're rather anxious about getting off at the right station. I want you to know that I, I have done this journey many times. I know this journey very well. Your station is the first stop after the next city. The guards can be very forgetful, you see, but I'll make sure that you get off at the right stop. The lady was very relieved and she leaned back and she relaxed. In due course, the train stopped at the city and the business, which the businessman had referred to, and he said to the lady, yours is the next stop, you better get ready now. The businessman, he helped the lady at the next stop. He lifted her bags onto the wee platform. It didn't seem too big. And the guard who had originally said he would be there to help, he was nowhere to be seen. And the businessman said, I told you he would forget. And so the lady and her baby were off the train and the businessman waved as the train moved off. The lady couldn't see her friends anywhere on the platform. 
A few minutes later, back on the train, the guard came walking down the train looking for the lady. And the guard was puzzled. And he said, there was a woman and her baby here a while ago and she was due to get off at the next station. I wonder where she is. And the businessman spoke up and he says, well, you forgot about that lady, but I've seen to it that she got off at the right station. What do you mean? said the guard. That was an emergency stop we had to make at a small emergency platform. You put a woman off the train in a district where there's no one that can help her in this freezing cold storm. There was only one thing they could do. They reversed the engine and they made the journey back to where they thought the woman might be. And by the time they got there, they were met with the frozen, lifeless body of this woman and her baby dead in her arms. She was the victim of wrong information. She was the victim of false information. Dear friends, tonight false information claims lies. False information ruins souls. The Bible tells us there is a way which seemeth right unto a man. There is a way that seems to be the right way to go. It seems to be the right thing to do. It seems to make sense. But there's a way that seems right unto a man and a woman. And the Bible tells us the end thereof are the ways. Plural. There's many ways. The end thereof are the ways of death. So you may think you're on the right way tonight, dear friend. Could be that you're sitting here tonight and... You're the victim of wrong information. And when it comes to the salvation of your soul, when it comes to the way to heaven, when it comes to being reconciled with God, when it comes to the sin problem in your life, when it comes to having eternal life, you could be the victim of wrong information. You could literally think that you're on the road to heaven tonight and you're not. You could be fooled by religious people who tell you that you're a good person and as long as you live a good life, you don't need to be saved. But I want to tell you something tonight and I want you to listen to well, listen well to what I have to tell you. I believe that hell is populated mostly with people who are shocked to find themselves there. When people are asked the question, are you going to heaven? The answer normally is, well, I'm a good person. I'm a religious person. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I'm going to heaven. I haven't done anything bad. God certainly wouldn't send me to hell. Hell is full of surprised people. Hell is full of people who fell victim to false information. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man. You could be misled by the devil. You could be misled by your own heart, your own thoughts, your own counsel. You see, the Bible tells us about our heart and our mind, and it tells us the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The only trustworthy source that tells us what is right is what God has to say in his word. Dear friends, it's not what I have to say to you that you need to believe. My task here tonight is to teach you and to tell you what God has said in his precious word. It's God you need to hear from tonight. And I pray that you'll realize that it's God speaking to your soul tonight before it's too late.
because there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. You need to hear what God has to say. You know, there's some of you who listen tonight, and you've fallen victim to the information that everyone goes to heaven. And therefore you believe that everything is well between you and God. There's some people who think that without Christ and without the precious blood that he shed, that it's all well between you and God and everyone goes to heaven in the end. We'll all go and we'll meet God in the sky. There are people who believe that there's nothing to worry about. There are people who don't believe that there's a hell at all. There's people who believe that there's no judgment that lies ahead. There's people who simply believe that God is a God of love and he just welcomes every single person, no matter who they are, to heaven. No matter who they are, no matter what they've done in life, no matter what they've become. And some people believe that God's just going to welcome every single person who lives in this world through the door of heaven. There's people who believe that. Do you believe that? (laughs) Do you? And if you believe that, I mean, can I ask you, who told you that? Who told you that? Because that's not what God's word says. Who told you that? I'll tell you who. That's a lie from the devil himself. There are many who have listened to his lies. They just walk this path of life believing that all is well with them, not realizing that it's not well between you and God if you're not saved. If you're not born again, if you don't know Christ as your saviour, if you've never repented of your sin, dear friend, I want to tell you something. You're the victim of wrong information. Who told you that you don't need to be saved? Who told you that everyone's going to heaven? Who told you that it's right, that, that, that you're not a sinner? It's not all well between you and God, you're a sinner. And he's a holy God. Listen, yes, God is a God of love, praise God. And God is a God of mercy. But he's a just God. And he's a fair God. And he punishes sin. And God takes sin very seriously. God doesn't just cast sin behind his back. He doesn't just let sin go unpunished. God will always punish sin. And he does it in two ways. Either he punishes the sinner personally in hell, or he punishes Christ, his son. Dear friends, the truth tonight is you are a sinner. And without without repenting and trusting Christ as your saviour, you're on your way to a lost eternity. The Lord Jesus died to be your substitute. He died so that you don't have to face hell. It's the Lord Jesus who shed his precious blood for you and he has paid the price that you may go free. Can I tell you something? Unless you admit you're a sinner, that you can't stand before a holy God, unless you repent of your sin and turn to him for salvation, all will not be well with your soul. That's the truth, dear friend. Everyone is not going to heaven. That's the truth. Don't you be believing that lie that everything is okay between you and God and everyone is going to heaven. It's not true. It's a lie from Satan himself. Because without Christ, it isn't well between you and God. Neither you place your trust in him. And the punishment that he took in your place at Calvary 
or else you, dear sinner, will face that punishment yourself in the place called hell. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man and a woman, but the end thereof are the ways of death. All going to heaven, that's the first lie. Who told you that? It was Satan. The second piece of false information that the devil will feed your soul is this. There's lots of time left to get saved. There's lots of time left to get saved. You know, near the end of Acts, Paul, who wrote a large part of the New Testament, was falsely accused by the Jews of stirring trouble amongst them by saying things against the Jewish law, and this wasn't true. And the Jews wanted him put to death, and Paul was put before a governor, and his name was Felix. And Felix couldn't find any proof of the accusations that the Jews were accusing Paul of, and therefore he had no reason to execute Paul. So instead he put Paul in prison to keep the Jews happy. But after the trial, Felix went and he met with Paul. And we find something, a story that is extremely sad in Scripture. This is a true story. Listen to what it says. It says, after certain days, a few days after the trial, when Felix came, he sent for Paul and heard Paul concerning the faith in Christ. And as he reasoned of righteousness and temperance and judgment to come, listen, listen, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time, and when I have a more convenient season, I will call for thee. Maybe you're someone like Felix. Listen to what it says about him. He heard about Christ being the only one who could make him right before God. He heard about the judgment to come and therefore he knew about hell. And God's word even tells us that Felix trembled. He was convicted of his sin. He knew what he needed to do. And maybe, dear friend, you're just like him. Maybe you believe in God. Maybe you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who's the only one who can save you from sin. You believe that you even need to get right with God before you die. Maybe you believe all that already and yet you haven't trusted Christ as your saviour. Dear friend, I heard a story of a man who was coming up to the new year. The 1st of January was just around the corner. He knew he needed to get saved. He knew the gospel inside out. And he thought to himself, I've lots of time left in my life to get saved. Christmas approached and he was looking forward to his big bonus. And he was going to enjoy it. And he was going to get saved on the 1st of January in the new year. Then he would start his new life for Christ. And as he drove away from work, just after collecting his big Christmas bonus, he was involved in a head-to-head collision with a lorry, and he didn't make it. He never saw the new year. In fact, he never saw Christmas Day. You think you've lots of time left. And maybe you have the attitude of Felix, and it could be that you tremble at the thought of eternity, but you think you'll get saved in some more convenient day. There's lots of time to get saved, you tell yourself. What are you talking about? Who told you that there's lots of time to get saved? Who told you that? It's another lie from the father of lies, Satan himself. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Can I ask you, 
And I seriously want you to ask yourself this question tonight. Do you have some supernatural power that can stop death from coming to you? Do you have some supernatural power that you know when you'll die? Do you control your heartbeat? Are you someone who keeps your lungs breathing? How do you know that your mind won't go tomorrow the way some of us go? Can you control another car to ensure it doesn't crash into you? Anything, anything could happen and your life could be taken from you in seconds. I've lots of time to get saved to hear you say, who told you that? What are you talking about? Don't believe the lie. You need to be saved now, dear friend. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. You might have the head knowledge, but your head knowledge won't save you. Dear friend, if the Spirit of God is working in your heart and you're trembling like Felix, don't be like him. He trembled and he never came. Don't be like Felix. Place your trust in Christ as Savior. False information, everyone goes to heaven. Who told you that? There's lots of time to get saved. Who told you that? The final thing, a piece of false information we want to consider this evening is this. I'm not as bad as other people. Maybe you feel that there are some people who will definitely go to hell. People who have done the most terrible atrocities. And many other terrible things. Maybe you do believe in heaven for people who are good. For people who have tried their best. Maybe you even look around at others around you and you say, Well, I'm not as bad as they are. I haven't done what they've done. Maybe you think that you live a life that is good enough to please God. Do you know what your problem is when you do this? You're declaring yourself to be right before God. You're saying there's no way that I'm not getting into heaven because I'm a good person and there are people out there who are worse than me. You're probably right. There are people out there who are probably living far worse than you. But in saying that you're not as bad as them, you're certainly admitting there's a little bad in you. You've been a good neighbour. You've tried your best to look after the family. You've been honest in work. Maybe it is that you think you're pretty good. You're pretty sure you're assured of heaven. The Lord Jesus told a parable about someone who trusted in themselves that they were good, that they were righteous. It's the story of two men who went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, one of the religious leaders, the Jews in those days. The other was a tax collector. And the Pharisee stood proud. And he prayed like this. He says, God, I thank you that I'm not like this other man. I thank you that I'm not like other men, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector standing afar off, he, and the tax collector who was standing afar off, he couldn't even as much as raise his eyes towards heaven. 
And he beat his chest and he said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. You know, if you or I met the Pharisee, this Jewish man, this religious man, you would have thought he was a pretty good man. Notice how he presents himself. I'm not like others, he says. I'm not like robbers and thieves and cheaters and unjust people and adulterers. In other words, he's saying, I'm financially honest. I'm just in my dealings. I'm, I'm faithful to my wife. And he was a morally upright man. As far as the society was concerned, he lived very well. But it just wasn't in society he lived very well. The Pharisee was a religious man. He says that he fasted twice a week. And he gave his money to the temple. And these are things that you might call religious acts, fasting and and tithing. They relate to spiritual disciplines before God. Not so much how you treat other people. And he thought he was righteous and he was doing all the right things. And he thought he was a very devout man. And I know that there's some who attend here often on a Sunday evening. And I know there are many who join us online every Sunday evening as well. And whether you're here in the building or you're watching online, I want to tell you that faithfully listening to and attending our meetings will not make you right with God. You see, you might say, because I come to the meetings and I give money to the church, I'm okay. I'll get to heaven one day. Who told you that? You might think that living as a very good person in society will help you. I'm not bad as, as bad as other people. Who told you that? Being religious, church attendance, giving to the church, even helping in the church will not get you to heaven. Looking right on the outside doesn't mean all is well in the inside. It's like the story told about the clock that stopped working and somebody said change the battery but it still wouldn't go. Then somebody suggested try oiling it, but still it wouldn't go. And then someone suggested giving it a shake, still no success. Then they decided that they would put it in a warmer room in the house, but still there was no result. So as the last resort, they decided to take it to the clockmaker. And they were told it's the inside that's the problem. A spring is broken. So we can look the part and do all things right outwardly. Uh, But this is a matter of the soul, and I wonder, is it well with your soul? Don't let the devil blind you. You've heard the message of the gospel countless times, but has it sunk in? Listen, you must realize you're a sinner. You must realize that you're in great need of the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. You can think of the tax collector. He wouldn't have had much to brag about. But listen... The tax collector standing afar off, so ashamed as he stood before a holy God. He couldn't even lift up his eyes to heaven, he was that ashamed. And he beat his chest, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Do you know what the Lord Jesus says in that parable after he told it? He said this, I tell you, this tax collector went down to his house justify rather than the Pharisee the Pharisee looked at the tax collector and told the Lord I'm better than him I'm not as bad as him the difference between these two men is very simple repentance 
One realized their sin separated them from God and repented. And dear friend, you who believe you're good enough, better than others, your own heart is deceiving you. You find a lot of people who believe things that are biblical and believe in the Lord Jesus and believe in the cross and believe in the resurrection. You might think you're good, but the Bible says you're not. For all of sin, please, please, before it's too late, please realize that your righteousness, the right things that you think you do before a holy God are as filthy rags. Plead with you to repent of your self-righteousness. You need to get to the point where the hymn writer got to. Not of good that I have done. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ died for you. He died for your sin. The bad, the bad things that you have done. That have offended a holy God. And dear friend your sin is going to take you to a lost eternity. Your sin needs punished. And if you would only realize you've offended a holy God and see how Christ shed his precious royal ruby blood for you on the cross of Calvary, how you could live in freedom for all the lies from all the lies that the devil has told you. You need to repent of your sin. Oh, that you would pray tonight those words that that tax collector prayed, realizing you're a sinner and say, Lord... Be merciful to me, a sinner. You see, there's a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. All people go to heaven. It's okay between me and God. Who told you that? I've got plenty of time. How do you know? Who told you that? I'm not as bad as other people. Who told you that? Because before a holy God, we're all sinners. Accept that you're a sinner. There's nothing good in you in comparison to God. Trust Christ as your saviour. Get the victory over Satan tonight and his lies. And oh, that tonight you would cry out, just as that tax collector said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. We're going to sing as we close our service this evening. We're going to sing, I hear thy welcome voice that calls me, Lord, to thee for cleansing in thy precious blood that flowed on Calvary. And the little refrain says, I am coming, Lord, Coming now to thee, wash me, cleanse me in the blood that flowed in Calvary. You know, you can come to him just as you are. Some people think you need to go and tidy your life up. That's another lie the devil tells. He says, come as you are. Dear friends, I know there are those who listen to my voice tonight. And you're not saved. Why not tonight for the first time cry out to the Lord and cry for mercy? And even use this wee refrain, I am coming, Lord coming now to thee, wash me, cleanse me in the blood that flowed on Calvary.